Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your very best life. So we talk about all sorts of topics, psychological, nutrition, all sorts of things of how to reach for your stars, a topic that I've never tackled. And such an interesting one has come up recently in my life, which is what is it to be an entrepreneur? So it started, the idea started to percolate in my mind because I had the great honor to be asked to go on a show about being an entrepreneur. And I met my guest on the show and he fascinated me because he really knows a lot about being an entrepreneur and what does it take to be a great entrepreneur. So I'm going to introduce him. And before I do that, I'll just mention if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 1-866-472-5792 or you're always welcome to text in at 514-796-4357 or email at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. So my guest today, his name is Josh Miller, and Josh Miller has been learning from and assisting entrepreneurs his entire professional career, which began in 1989 at an accounting firm uh, where he is a partner and has been for 20 years. He has lots of experience with privately held companies from startups to just putting an idea in someone's head to longstanding multi-generational businesses. He is a pro on this stuff, and his goal remains the same all the time to help entrepreneurs reach their goals and make their business better. And he does host an amazing radio show, if you are in Montreal, called Today's Entrepreneur, which is a radio program on CJD 800. And the show highlights inspiring stories from entrepreneurs. And he's interviewed at this point, we'll check if this is true, over 190 entrepreneurs about the good, the bad, and ugly of their ongoing business experiences, which I definitely want to talk about because there's definitely good and bad to being an entrepreneur. But first of all, welcome to the show, Josh Miller. Hello. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So I had the honor to be on your show and you asked such thought provoking questions that I find myself still thinking about it. I never really thought about what it is to be an entrepreneur. It's a lot more difficult than I thought it would be to be an entrepreneur. And I really wanted to theme today's show. Um, again, we talked a bit before about this, about the good and bad, firstly, of what it is to be an entrepreneur. Because I know many entrepreneurs like myself, and perhaps you or perhaps other people you've spoken to, thought that being an entrepreneur would be great because you'd never have to answer to anyone and you'd have all this free time. And it'd be Wonderful, but that's not exactly how it played out. But I'm curious before I talk about me, what do you think about this word being an entrepreneur? Are there live demands on it? Is it good? Is it not good? Talk to me. I believe, you know, it's and it's a, it's a very wide question. And some people think entrepreneurs are born. Some people think they're made. Uh, I, I personally think they're more born than made. Uh and often I hear, you know, because in, on, on the radio program, you, you kind of want to, as, as you'll talk about yourself soon, you kind of want to find out why somebody went into business for themselves. Often you'll hear them say, I didn't want to work for somebody else, but 
that's not really the the true story. The reality is they have ideas. They want to go out and do it. There's no question what you said earlier. You know, I can make my own hours. I can, uh, you know, yeah. I can be my own boss. Uh, that's there. There's no question that's part of it. However, however, <laughs> making your own hours doesn't mean okay. I'm going to work nine to five. When you're an entrepreneur, uh, that is uh, that that is quite the quite the myth. There's uh, the time on the clock doesn't necessarily dictate when you're working. So would you say that like the first thing you've mentioned, like time and the hours on the clock, is that one of the greatest demands of an entrepreneur is that you're really never done? Uh, I think you're a true entrepreneur is never done, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they sit behind the desk and work. Their mind is always thinking. A typical oh, entrepreneur true. means the mind is always, the hamster is in the head and is always, always turning. Doesn't mean you're behind a desk all the time. Doesn't mean you're on the road all the time. Uh, it doesn't mean all that all that aspects, but the mind is working. It also depends what stage of entrepreneur. Are you a startup or are you really more established? Are you 30 years in? You know, I, I started out just as a CPA uh, and I was an employee at the firm, uh, FL Fuller Landau, and it, it, it was great. But when you become a partner, you are becoming your own entrepreneur because I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Ever since I was in school, it was really, what do you want to be? I want to own my own business. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to work with people. I'm going to I, and I'm going to be on and I'm going to become that entrepreneur. Um, but you have no idea what that really means. It's just kind of a word that's out there until you're actually in it and you actually do it and you actually realize that at least in today's world, you know, you might not get 15 emails a day. You might get 115 emails a day. Um, and and it's and it's. Uh, there's one aspect, and I, you know whether we get to it now, or we get to it later, and it's really about balance. Yeah. Uh, and when you're an entrepreneur, you're working in business. There's about balance because there is family, there's friends, there's work, there's customers, there's clients, there's employees, there's your own time, your own. It's it's really there's a lot about balance. Okay, so you know to go back a little bit. So you said you you we mentioned you've been working for FL Fuller Landau for over twenty years, or you've been a partner uh, for twenty years. Partner, I've been here actually twenty nine years. Twenty nine years. Next month will be twenty nine years, but a partner for just under twenty years right now. It's amazing, and you're saying that you believe that entrepreneurs are born more than they're made. So you feel that you're fulfilling your destiny, I guess. Uh, I did, you know, and and it was. Uh, thankfully so, I was able to do it in the place where I'm comfortable. Um, I would say entrepreneurs mostly don't like to sit still. Uh, and I am i don't like to sit still. I mean, I, right now I am because, you know, we're on the program, but I don't like to sit still. Uh, I mean, this week is is a perfect example uh, of, of not sitting still. And that's why I think I fall into that category of entrepreneur. Um it's it, it's really, but, you know, is there too much on the go? There, then there's that balance again. It, it, it comes back to it. But being, being doing something different every day is really what uh, I think uh, drives me in any event as an entrepreneur. Uh, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's certainly the challenges are, are definitely something that drives most entrepreneurs. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I feel the same way. Now, we there are many good points and bad points to being an entrepreneur. And I think it would be remiss if we don't talk about both sides of that. For example, you know, I still like the fact that, you know, I don't really, I don't really, I don't have a boss. And I get to make my own decisions. And I get to meet a whole bunch of amazing people. And also as an entrepreneur, in a way, your, your income situation your potential is somewhat limitless because Correct. it's really up to you. Um, and and this key word, which is a little bit of a trick word, is freedom. You see, at least there's an illusion of freedom. I don't know if it's really freedom. But I'm curious, those are the things that I think are very good. What are the things that you think are very good about being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur for, in case someone's listening and they're like, I think maybe I want to be an entrepreneur. What's good about it? Uh, you get to express and follow through with your own vision. Uh, that's really, at the end of the day, it's it's your baby, it's your puppy, it's your drive, it's your idea, it's your vision that you are executing. Like most likely through a team that uh, that you've you know you, you've hired or or put together very strategically. But at the end of the day, you're going in the direction that you want to go in. And you're not going in a direction that somebody else is telling you they think they should that you should go in if you were just an employee. And I think that to me is the is the biggest benefit because you know of course if you have ideas, <laughs> uh, as most entrepreneurs do. Um, but it is it, it is dealing it was really dealing with that 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 love that passion that you can go forward. You know if you have some great ideas and you're working you have a boss and you're you know you're not not you're 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 kind of lock to your desk and you have some great ideas and you want to go 100 miles an hour down the road and you can't because he says, no, sorry, that road's closed. You must take the other road full of yeah. potholes. Uh, and, you know, when you do it for yourself, you can navigate through, you can choose your own path. doesn't mean you'll be right all the time. This has nothing to do with right and wrong. This has to do with drive and direction and, and, and what entrepreneurs love to do. So it's almost like what you're talking about is almost a psychological term, like the locus of control is in your hands, right? It, it, it absolutely, well, most of the time. There are some things that are out of your control, as we all know. Because right. control's know, an illusion. Crystal, crystal balls are, are usually quite foggy. So it's, it's not always easy to control everything, but there is that illusion of control. Or at least, if you can't control it, you can decide where to stop and where to, where to redirect. Yeah. So that's a very powerful thing. And certainly even if you, it's, you know, the sense that you have a locus of control is very meaningful to human beings. Freedom is very meaningful and living things out as you see fit, as you described is very meaningful. There is a downside to being an entrepreneur. What is it? Uh, failure. Well, failure. <laughs> there, the downside, okay, the first thing that I think comes to mind, the downside is sacrifice. You're definitely sacrificing something. If you're trying to build a business, you at some point are sacrificing something, whether you're sacrificing time with your family, your friends, whether you're sacrificing and spending your savings that you might not have later, whether you're uh, sacrificing your ability to grow in another direction because this is the one that you want to take. Uh, so I think sacrifice is, is one of the topics that people don't always talk about or share. 
usually I think because they don't want to face it. I mean, you can tell me uh, how many people do you know that love to face, <laughs> you know, their fears and their sacrifices and want to talk about things that they're not doing and, and regrets. Uh, that's uh, not exactly a popular topic. I'm I'm sure you, you agree as as you sit and you speak with other people. Uh, so I would say sacrifice is, is at the, the, the top of that list for me because it's it's really quite all encompassing of what it means to maybe the downside of an entrepreneur. Well, that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this particular episode is to talk about these things because the mistake in general that we make as, as a species, humans, is we, we look at a situation, a successful entrepreneur, and we think, oh, my God, look how, look how lucky that guy is and look how great that situation is. So I really appreciate you mentioning sacrifice. And I think there's even we're going to go further than that mm-hmm. because I think there's a, there's a common thing to think that there was no sacrifice, that you just got lucky, you hit it big and and being an entrepreneur, you were one of the lucky people. And to mention and to bring it up to us that there is always sacrifice is an important thing. So it's not all roses. It's not. And and then, of course, there's the, you know, wh- what happens when you fail? And what happens, you know, how do you come back from your failure? You know, oftentimes uh, I, I, ask the, uh, I ask the question to guests and, you know, if, I think I asked you this question as well, Sandra, and that was, well, if you could, you know, transport yourself back to the beginning with the knowledge you have today, you know, because there's so much experience that we accumulate and you could do anything differently, what would you do? And I'll tell you, 98 times out of 100, or in this case, 193 out of 196 so far, uh, um, I would say they would say, you know what? N- nothing. Why? Because I needed to have those failures to get me where I am today. But at least they had the ability to get beyond those failures. And that's something I, I think, you know, just talking about it, we should explore a little further is how do you come back from a failure? What is the mentality? What is the mindset that you need? Uh, what are the little things you can do to come back from a failure? You can tell you're a great radio host because that's exactly the way we're going to segue. We're going to take a break and definitely talk about what happens when you make a mistake or you fail in business and how do you come back from that? You talk about the fact that you can turn your mistakes into lessons and that's great. But when it first happens, I can't wait to pick your brain on that. So we'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. 
Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. I'm so excited to be talking with my guest, Josh Miller, today about being an entrepreneur. And we we ended up on the topic of, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, there's risk and things can go wrong and you can make mistakes and there can be failure. So, Josh, I want to know about how someone can come back from that. But I'm going to I'm going to challenge you a bit further than that. It's going to be a two part question. I want to know what someone should do when they're in that situation. And I want to also know if that's happened to you and how you dealt with it. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start with the second question first. Fair. And, uh, and for me, uh, I'm, I'm going to tackle it a little differently because little failures happen all the time. Uh, but for me, it's, it's failures for me really. And, and I'm trying to find the, the exact word to go in, but I feel overwhelmed. Like when I, when I, when something happens, that's bad. I get overwhelmed because I, I start thinking a lot and you know, what could have happened and I replay it in my head. 20 times at least. And so for me, it's, it's, then I get, then I get a little overwhelmed. So it's how I deal with being overwhelmed. Cause I, I, I can get the overwhelmed feeling from a failure or just from like too many emails or whatever it is. So for me, I put in a category of being overwhelmed and how I handle that feeling. Um, so there's, there's three things that I do. Uh, one is I retreat for a little while and I just kind of bury myself in a in a movie or something if I'm at home and I, oh, I just try and escape the world for a couple of hours uh, or 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 sometimes all day if it's a Sunday and I don't feel like catching up on stuff. Uh, two is um, I deal with a lot of little things. So when I feel overwhelmed, I, I don't go to the thing that takes the longest first. I do a lot of the little things and clean up and just so I can feel like I've accomplished something. And then when I have that sense of accomplishment, I feel better to, to move on to the next. And the third thing, which kind of, I don't know how it's going to sound, but I just tell myself, you know what, tomorrow's another day. Stop what you're doing, go home, maybe you're tired, chill out, wake up the next morning and go again. And usually the tomorrow, usually I'm much better the next day. Uh, you know, I kind of write off the day and I move on. I have that the sleep that happens that gets into my system. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little more alert or a lot more alert and I, I, I tackle it then. So those are the ways that that I deal with either coming back from failure or for what I call feeling overwhelmed, regardless where that comes from. 
Mm, very balanced, very psychological. Those are strategies. Uh, before you go on, I just want to, you know, pick your brain a little bit. Is you know, you talked about retreating and going to watch a movie. Um, you also talked about entrepreneurs, and I'm one who are constantly thinking. How do you do that? How do you uh, go watch a movie? I actually have the ability to turn off my mind. In other words, I can actually think of nothing. Wow. Uh, and I can. F- I also have the ability to focus. So. If uh, actually I have the ability to focus and not focus, I could have th- three emails coming out at once and go back, but I do have the ability to focus. So if something's on in front of me, um, then I, I can be I can be all there. You know, if, if I'm in my office and, and I'm on a conference call, even though there's lots of emails, I can stop and I can look at my window and be on my phone and just kind of focus on that call. So it, this is this is not being focused on business this is being focused on my vegetative state in front of a movie. Right. Uh, you know, that, that says, okay, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm choosing to spend these next couple of hours doing that. It's whatever, it's a mindless film or thought-provoking film, doesn't really matter, but it, it's it's an escape from the current real world. It's not a, it's not an escape for a year, it's a short time span, so it's not, a, it's not running away, uh, because you can't run away, or no. at least I don't feel I can, and, uh, but, it, but it's, a, it's a great little mini escape. Well, you know, it's interesting because what you're describing is really being mindful and being really in the moment. It's a, it's a great skill. By the way, in research, it shows that men are much better at this than women, by the way, the ability to think of nothing. So kudos. and have, a big you, ever, have you ever been able to think of nothing, Sandra? I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think so. I don't think so. And when I read that research, I felt so much better about myself because apparently the male brain is different than the female brain and has the ability to shut everything off. And the female brain, like we always talk about multitasking, we're always going back and forth from the left and right hemisphere. Uh, But it can be taught through, again, being mindful and living in the moment. So what you're doing is almost meditative in nature. So do do you think that that, what you just mentioned about being overwhelmed, is, is part of the answer of what someone can do in an acute failure situation? In an acute failure situation, I think you need to surround yourself with the right people or at least the right person. Uh, I think in an acute failure, if you can't talk it out, um, there's there's a problem, you know, because if you internalize everything all the time, because you can't always find the answer yourself. And I recognize that too. I can't always find the answer myself. And sometimes I do find the right, I guess it's a fourth version for me to deal with my overwhelm, is that you just find somebody and you talk it out. And whether they answer back, whether they have a solution or not, sometimes, as, as I'm sure you, you've experienced, it's, and it's not venting, it's just kind of talking it out, throwing it out there. Sometimes you, you, you listen to yourself better when you're vocalizing something versus not talking and just leaving it, you know, circus circulate in your head. Uh, so I, I think surrounding yourself with the right people, the right friends, whether it's business colleagues, whether it's family, whatever it is, uh, a support network almost. Um, and it doesn't have to be 12 people. It can be one. And, and it might be the strangest one because if you have an acute failure and it's, it happens to be with a specific uh, supplier or, or, or employee or customer, you might actually go to somebody you never would never think because they're in that situation with you. Uh, so a, a little bit case by generally speaking, have a person, but that person might be might surprise you. You might talk and open up to somebody that you've never thought about it because they were in that situation with you. 
So it, it's kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say commiserate because it, it has negative connotation, uh, but really it's, it's talking it out with the right person. Yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing choosing these right people takes some time because there's got to be a trust, trust aspect to this too as the advice they're giving you. you got to feel that it's sincere and not, you know, there's no ulterior motive. Is that right? It, it is. And, and you know, one of, one of the aspects or one of the traits that not every entrepreneur has is the ability to read people. Uh, and and it's, 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 a, it's a bit of a lost art. Um, because you you do need to know who you can trust or who you can't trust, and getting out of, of failure or getting out of whatever bad moment that you're in uh, does does require the trust of some people, and you really have to, you know, only experience will dictate that, uh, and you know it's different if you're if you're trying to get out when you're 20 years old or when you're 50 years old because at least you. You have some experience and establish the, the the right contacts later in life than earlier in life. Do you think entrepreneurs uh, burn out more than non-entrepreneurs? Um, I think that uh, that there's a very good chance of burnout. I have myself thought every now and then, I'm, <laughs> you know, in those moments where you escape for two hours, like, okay, I mean, I, I don't think I burn out because I come back and I, it's all good. But you know, there's there's a definite possibility that entrepreneurs can burn out faster. It depends on the individual. Some entrepreneurs, I mean, I've met a slew of different type. You know, you have your type A personalities. You have your your people that that deal with a little, what what type personality are you, Sandra? No, we won't ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you but you have people that have You're outing me. <laughs> we have uh, you know it's it, it kind of depends on the character that you are. Uh, it really comes back. Are you are you somebody that that needs to lash out to get it out of their system, or is somebody that internalizes a lot? Uh, really, it, it's your own person that's going to dictate where you are. So entrepreneurs, I would say the the ones that are on the go all the time and that are putting in, I I would absolutely equate it to hours. I would equate a lot of burnout to hours. So if you, I'm not saying it's the only thing, but if you are constantly working and you're working. 50, 60, 70 hours a week, week in, week out, you hit your 3,000 hours a year, or whatever it is, which is 50% more than the average bear or the norm, uh, then I think you will burn out faster or you have the chance to burn out more than somebody that works less. Here's the, here's the, the, the fork in the road in that, in my own opinion. You can do those 3,000 hours a year and not burn out if you keep changing path, direction, vision, if you keep reinventing yourself. I use that term often, reinventing yourself. Every entrepreneur must go through a reinvention of themselves or a product or service, their business, whatever you want to call it. They must go through that periodically. Not saying every year, but if you're not reinventing yourself every three to five years, you are going to stagnate and you're going to push yourself into a a corner and into some type of burnout. I think think that's a very fascinating point. So I've got to go a little further on this. So let's define what reinventing yourself as an entrepreneur would mean every three to five years. What would that look like for you, for me? What does that mean? Uh, I think reinventing yourself is really looking at your business. Because I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, go reinventing yourself, go out and change your hair color and clothes and all that. It's not what I'm talking about. Uh, From an entrepreneur standpoint, uh, I'm talking about looking at your business and changing direction. 
Um, you know, are you, you're, uh, you're, you're selling, t- you know, you're dealing with, uh, with anxiety issues and you're being a, uh, a great, a great entrepreneur because you're, uh, and a great therapist. However, you know what, not day in, day out, I want to go do something else. So I create a new business. Uh, do you have a feeling how that is, Sandra? You know, you started doing one thing and then you, you create maybe three or four other businesses out there. Oh, my God. You know me so well already. I don't know you that long. How is this possible? (laughs) Yes. So we'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back. I was talking with Josh Miller and we had a little technology issue, which is interesting because we're going to talk about technology and the entrepreneur in a few minutes. But Josh was in the middle of explaining and he was teasing me a little bit about the fact that, um, you know, reinventing yourself. And he means by that your business. And he was talking about and I was explaining that, you know, I opened one business and I opened another one and another one. It just sort of happened. I never thought of it in terms of reinventing myself, but it makes sense because while I lost you, Josh, I was thinking about the that part of the burnout is that when an entrepreneur loses their driver passion, which would happen from doing the same thing day after day after day. Is that right? Uh, absolutely. That definitely, you know, that losing that driver passion is is no doubt there's there's something there's something that that really drives you in a different direction. Okay, so reinventing yourself in within your business is making sure that you're still keeping it exciting because I can't, I really agree with you because I remember hearing years ago it's not a question of um, 
if you burn out. It's a question of when you burn out. I didn't like that. And I think that the two things, and I wonder if this is true for you, that have saved me is one, to never let it get boring, and two, to take lots of vacations and time away from it. What about yourself? I uh, I definitely don't take uh, I don't take a lot of vacation. Uh, however, I do have a lot of fun at what I do. So if if I don't get away as much as I want to, um, which I I think I should do more. <laughs> Uh, I think I do need to disconnect, although just bear in mind, I'm in a service business. So I'm I'm helping entrepreneurs every day. Uh, nobody's ever died from an accounting emergency. Uh, but uh, but I, I do believe in, in giving phenomenal service. So that means that I like to stay connected. It uh, doesn't mean I have to answer everything at the very moment, but I like to stay connected. It's part of, of who I am and, and the professional that I've chosen to be. So even when I'm away on vacation, I still have my... Uh, I was my BlackBerry. Yes, I still have a BlackBerry. Anybody can laugh at me, um, and uh, and I still and I respond when I can. And uh, and but that that's just me. So when coming back and saying, do you you know take vacations and reinventing? It's really you're right. Don't get bored because the moment you get bored, and the moment you feel like you're going in the same direction, it's like Groundhog Day. You know, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, you you might want to just reach for that gun and put a bullet in your head, uh, changing it up, which I think most entrepreneurs have it in them. It's an innate uh, response, or it's 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 really inside them to do keep, really keep changing it up. Um, that is absolutely crucial to not hit a wall as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I wonder, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because you did say at the beginning of the show that, you know, what what's great about being an entrepreneur is that you have that control. And I think that people who become entrepreneurs perhaps have a low tolerance for boredom to begin with. So if they start to get too routine, it's if they start to sell their soul a little bit. But ironically, listening to you and you're the entrepreneur expert, it also sounds like you're saying that it actually would hurt the business too, not only hurt the entrepreneur. A hundred percent. A hundred. If your if your leader is not leading, things will go downhill from there. If your leader and you're you being the leader, the entrepreneur doesn't have the right vision and doesn't doesn't change course uh, when you need to and doesn't stay on top of of the business, you will lose. Things will go bad. I always equate it. You know, running a restaurant is is a great example of of an entrepreneur that that needs to really mind the store, so to speak. Uh, you know, when you run a restaurant, if you're not there, if you don't have your, your face there, your, your body there, your mind there, your everything, that restaurant will fail. I guarantee it. Okay. Give her, give her even, and it could be the best of franchises, but if you are not there leading the troops and giving guidance and changing uh, course, when you have to change course, um, that restaurant will fail. I will say that applies to pretty much any business. If you are not there, if you are not giving guidance, if you are not leading, if you are not giving direction, if you are not uh, being present, because you can be there and not be present, we all know that. If you are not you know, uh, there and present, then there is only one way that business will eventually go. And it might not be overnight, you might have a great product, but it will eventually get there. Mm. So, you know, it's so much to talk about with you because 
before we go into technology, that makes me think of what are the, you know, it seems like, just so I'm clear, is so people give go to you for advice on being an entrepreneur. Like, I would call you up and say, like, I need some advice, correct? Uh, I would, I would uh, not, not to this extreme, but I'll say I'm the, the Ray Donovan of uh, oh. for entrepreneurs, you know, it's a bit of a fixer thing. Find the I solution to a problem. Great show. Uh, a great show. So really, really, uh, my role today, and it's evolved over the years, is really just finding solutions for entrepreneurs' problems. It, that, because that's what happens a lot, because a lot of entrepreneurs are getting the role of putting out a lot of fires. Um, but the more fun aspect is actually the strategy and thinking ahead. Because anytime somebody comes with a problem, it's a, it's a, it's a time to learn. It's a time to not, not really focus so much on the past and the problem and don't bury yourself in that, but it's a, okay, this happened, this is how we fix it, and this is what it should be like moving forward. Learn from it, fix it, and look ahead. Right. So, you know, you just talked about one of what I would call one of the biggest mistakes an entrepreneur could make. You talked about not being present in your business. And I'm guessing that someone like you would have a whole list of what the biggest mistakes an entrepreneur could make. And I'm sure people listening would love to know what are those big mistakes that you've seen? Uh, I would say uh, not being present. That's definitely one of them. Close minded. Not good. Mm-hmm. Um, not listening to the right people around you. I would say, but the biggest, I would, bar none for me, biggest mistake is not admitting or recognizing what you don't know. Mm. Can you elaborate? Uh, sometimes pride gets in the way. Uh, sometimes money gets in the way too, because when you're a startup, you know you're bootstrapping. You're you don't always have you know money to spend on on people. But although it's 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 really not hard to get advice for free. There's a lot of people that that love to mentor. Um, but I but I would say it's it's really if you don't know what you don't know, then how do you ask for help? How do you move in a better direction? Because if you don't know it. You're not getting the answer from yourself. I mean, if you do try and give the answer yourself, it's likely to be wrong. It's likely to take you in the wrong direction. So not recognizing what you don't know uh, is huge. I would say most entrepreneurs are more on the sales side than the buy side. Because uh, you're three types of entrepreneurs. If I categorize them from a business, I'm sorry, there's a hundred types of entrepreneurs, but if I'm going to categorize it in a business, I'm going to say you're an entrepreneur that's really on the sales and marketing end, your strength. You have some entrepreneurs whose strength is really on the operations and buying. You have some entrepreneurs that are more on the finance side. So if I look at a business in whole, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I know it's, I know I'm not getting every single detail, but if I look at those, those big three, uh, I would say, okay, so the sales guy is going to say he's going to look at the top line and you know he he doesn't necessarily know what it takes to buy or to finance so hopefully he recognizes that and gets somebody gets the right people to make up for his weaknesses however not everybody's pride lets them do that because they think okay if i do that i'm going to look like a failure i know i'm you know that that fear of failure so i would say one of the biggest problems that i've seen with entrepreneurs is them not recognizing that they need help in certain areas they don't have the ability to do. 
That's a very interesting point, talking from a psychological viewpoint, which I'm always interested in, because that's the danger of our egos. And you're talking a little bit of emotional intelligence, is the ability to have the emotional intelligence, you know, and to be able to say the words, I don't know, or I need advice, is extremely, I would say, such an act of strength. And yet we are very fearful of it. We're fearful that we'll look vulnerable and weak. So I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it applies beyond entrepreneurship. I think it applies to our relationships, our parenting, and everything. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Great point. You mentioned getting a mentor. That caught my ear. And you mentioned that even when people are at a startup situation, they can't afford, because I think what you were alluding to is it's always good to reach out uh, to someone like yourself and, and hire someone to get advice. You also mentioned if someone doesn't have the finance to do it, that there are people who will mentor you. Can you say a bit more about that? Uh, I think you'll, uh, you know, I think there's, I, I happen to love part of my role uh, you know, day to day is is mentoring, whether it's future professional or professionals here in the office. But I happen to uh, I had to love talking with people and and try to help them. So for me, um, mentoring other professionals outside the office, uh, so not not from the firm, but really outside, it, for me, you know, drives me. I'm not the only one in the world like that. So there are people out there that really want to help. If if you're look and especially if if a more experienced person, I won't say elderly, a more experienced person out there does typically have time to give back. And I would I would I would venture to say that a lot of um, experienced individuals, experienced entrepreneurs want to give back. They want to share their experiences. They want to tell their story uh, and they want to, to help others to help others grow. And I think if you're if you have a little, you know, a little industrious, you as an entrepreneur, as a young entrepreneur, absolutely can find those people. They are everywhere. Important. Very important. It's, you know, really great advice, Josh. There's so many things I still want to talk to you about before we run out of time. Here are two that I want to make sure we get through is technology and the entrepreneur. I mean, technology has added a lot of stress to our lives. We know that in every aspect, even if you're not an entrepreneur. You mentioned your BlackBerry. You mentioned checking your email. Yes, I'm the exact same way, uh, even on vacation. Um, technology makes us reachable 24-7. What do you think about this added stress level uh, for entrepreneurs and technology? Uh, I think it, it, I think it, it when you talked about burnout earlier, I absolutely think it will create burnout faster than, than not because you're getting hit and bombarded all the time. Email is, is obviously the, the biggest culprit, uh, although now, I mean, there's so many ways to reach somebody, instant messaging, Skype, email, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, social media. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. How do you keep up? Because it's not just, it's not just your business, it's not just your, your customers, your suppliers, your, your team. There is family. There are friends. You know, you, you can't fall off the face of the earth because then you won't have any family or friends. That's not good either. And that, that's really bad. So then it comes back to the balance that we were talking about much earlier on. But it is absolutely, the technology has created for the entrepreneur two things. One, added to the level of stress, there's no doubt. But two, have created levels of expectations that are not always so easy to manage or, yeah. to, or to meet. 
you know, and I talk about our own business. You know, we're in a service business. We deal with entrepreneurs. We provide, you know, whatever guidance, whatever support, whatever tax returns, financial statements, consulting, whatever it is. And when somebody has a question and they email you, is there an expectation to answer back right away? You know, 30 years ago, people would send a letter. You get a letter, you get it three days later, you write a letter, they get it three days later or a week later, whatever it is. I remember one guest on the show, uh, I asked him what was the biggest change. Uh, He was an architect and urban planner. And I asked him, you know, how did technology, what was the biggest technology change? And here I am expecting him to say, oh, the AutoCAD and all the, the software that helps them, you know, uh, really be more accurate and plan with the buildings and urban planning. And his answer to me was the fax machine because it went from turning around, a, it went from one week to one hour. It's, it, that's what sped it up the most. Uh, and, and he said from, from then on in, it was people expected. They send me a fax. They would want my immediate answer on drawings. It, it adds to the stress level because it created a much quicker expectation, a much greater expectation of, of what you were giving. So I think that's where that's where it's hurt the most to create. Now, as an entrepreneur, you can try to control those expectations. Uh, at least communicate with your supplier, your customer, your team saying, hey, send it to me. I have a I have a I create a, uh, a policy, you know, I'll answer you back within 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever you train. We we entrepreneurs are their their own worst enemy as far as I'm concerned. We train people poorly. We teach people how to treat us. We teach people how to treat us. I mean, how many times have, have you looked at somebody and says, you know, well, you didn't, maybe you shouldn't say it's your fault for doing it. But at the end of the day, they've created their own problem. Yep. So I'm saying entrepreneurs can also create their own problems. They can also manage them and get themselves out of those problems with, with the right words, the right communication skills. So, like, what you mean by that, just to be clear, is that if I'm constantly answering my clients at midnight every night, then there's an expectation. And the first time I don't do it, I'm going to get an email saying, you know, what kind of caring therapist are you? You're not responding. It's exactly what what it's exactly what I mean. It's exactly you gave gave a perfect example. Okay, so 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 that's that's what so technology, I think, has just it's forced us to be faster. It's forced us. You know, when, when when entrepreneurs, you know, we were talking about vacation earlier and, you know, the, the benefits of slowing down every now and then, technology had the, has an effect of taking away that, that aspect, that benefit. So, Josh, are you saying then that as entrepreneurs, we should sometimes turn off our technology? Um, I, I would not, I would say it, but I don't practice what I would preach. <laughs> At <laughs> um, least you're honest. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I, I, I am, I am guilty. I culprit, uh, ask my wife, uh, no, don't ask her. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yes, I think there are times where we should absolutely turn off. Um, okay. I, I wish I could follow my own advice, but I, I can't Do because it, the reality, because the reality is if you, if you don't turn off, because when you turn off, it actually should breed great ideas. You know, you stop, you th- you get to think a little bit more versus react. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a good point, but it's almost what you're saying is like, we should do what you say, not what you're doing. Basically, I couldn't agree more, honestly. And it's a struggle for me. Like I can even add on to that point that when I, you know, even get a massage, like my type A personality says, I don't want to get a massage. It's a waste of time. I've got work to do. But when you have the free floating ideas, you have nothing to do. A lot of creative ideas do come up at that time. So it is a really important point. I'm scared that we're going to run out of time and your brilliance is so appreciated. So I do want to ask you about understanding your team and especially when your team starts their behavior starts to change that has to be a big challenge when you're running a team and you're an entrepreneur and I know you know a lot about this give us your best wisdom on this please if you uh, and, and I you know it's it's a little bit of also uh, being able to read people being able to understand tone body language uh, and, and I would say if you don't have that ability, and I, I'm skipping to the end, I'll come back. If you don't have that ability to to read people, to read body language, to uh, to understand tone, go read a book, go take a course. It it can be a learned skill. Uh, I, I would say often, you know, it, it, there you can have some innate moments and innate ability to do that. But there are many things that can be learned in this aspect. Go learn it. Go it's going to help you in every aspect, not only with your team, but with your customers, your suppliers, and your negotiation, anything, go learn. So coming back to the specific question, um, understanding your team, the entrepreneur is not the one doing everything day to day. You know, definitely doing a good chunk of it. Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, a one person show that's, I'm talking, you know, you have a business, you have, you know, 10 people, 100 people, whatever it is, you're not, you're not flying solo. Um, your team is the one that is your the face of your business. That is the one dealing with the day-to-day aspects. If it is, it is your machine. It is your manufacturing machine. And if something is not working, if you have a cog or you know a, a screw loose, so to speak, uh, then uh, then you have to identify it. If somebody is is responsible for uh, dealing with customer service. And they're having, you know, they're going through a divorce and it's, it's coming through in the tone and the emails or whatever. You need to recognize that. You need to, to, to tackle it, to address it, however you have to, whether, you know, in whatever supportive way you can. But you need to do that. I'll, I'll give you, you know, there was, uh, there was a few team that we're going through a, a big, one of our big projects now uh, internally. And, uh, and there's a few people that have to work on it together. Um, they need to be able to work together. They don't always work together and, and we recognize that and we addressed it. But if you don't address it, it was going downhill real quick and that project would have never, forget finishing, would have never really even gotten off the ground. So you really need to be in tune with your with your your team that is dealing with your customers, your suppliers and working together. And if you And if you're not in tune and you can't, manage those those changes to recognize and then manage it uh, failure is imminent failure is imminent and what the, the one thing I'll, I'll add to that um, is even more interesting when you're dealing with various generations because there's different mindsets that apply so uh, under our roof we have four different generations under one roof wow. that's a lot of different mindsets yeah and, and your approach with each one is is typically different to get the best out of them. Mm, absolutely. So, you know, 
if your your team is starting to, if you see someone, if I understand this right, if you see someone's not happy, it's the ability to be able to read them. And I suppose we could add into it, it's also knowing what people want. Because like, I think sometimes people think that the answer to everything is to give people more money. But the truth is that doesn't always mean something to your team. Money is not always what's meaningful, right? Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And as a matter of fact, uh, but I will I will make a caveat again generations it will money will mean more to a 50 and 60 year old than it will to a 20 year old a 20 year old 25 year old whatever it is that generation will be happier with a little bit less money if they have a little bit more reason to be working or a little bit more other items that that can be given um, and some of them really want corporate social responsibility. Some of them want to know that the company they're working for is giving back to the community in some way. Uh, and, and I think it, it, it's not, the more people you have, the more policies and, and, uh, and creative you have to be sometimes. It's, it's, it's so true and such useful and helpful advice. I, I want to start to wrap it up with two very important questions for you. One is, who is your ideal client, Josh? Ideal client, uh, somebody that is—I uh, I won't talk about money—but somebody that is, I would say, open and willing to talk and look forward and accept advice, or or not accept advice, but willing to to talk things out and willing to um, knows that they don't know everything and willing to go out and ask. That to me is 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 a great is a great client. We have many listeners, and I'm sure many of them are listening to you and thinking they'd like to be in touch with you. How can they be in touch with you? I guess uh, you can certainly uh, you can go to our website, flmontreal.com. Uh, you can find me on there, Josh Miller. Uh, you can reach me at uh, jmiller at flmontreal.com. Um, and uh, find, me, find me online. If you type Josh Miller, Montreal, or even through Today's Entrepreneur, our radio program on CJAD, uh, you, can, you can find me that way. Your last greatest piece of advice for our entrepreneurs listening right now. Uh, if I if I had to uh, if I had to say one, you know, it's funny. I asked that question to everybody else. Nobody ever asked me that question. Um, yes, I stole it from you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I would say my one piece to today's my one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur uh, it would be reinvent yourself. Know when you need to change direction. Uh, be open to that. That uh, that to me. I mean, there's there's so many things you can do, but for me, rein, be, having the ability to recognize when you need to reinvent yourself, uh, that that's crucial because otherwise you'll stagnate. Great advice, and I really want to thank you so much. We're out of time for today, but thank you so much, Josh Miller, for all your brilliance and being an entrepreneur. Really appreciate you being here. Thanks for coming on Straight Talk. Thank you so much, Sandra. It was great. I'd like to also thank everybody for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reach, and I'd like to invite you all to come back next week if you're interested in anything you heard on the show today, our retreats therapy, Josh Miller, anything at all, just feel free to go on helpforanxietydepression.com. Uh, you can also go on our Facebook page, Straight Talk Sandra Reach, um, as well. You can leave a question for me or Josh or any of our guests, and don't forget to like us while you're there. Uh, if you're a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers or training, uh, remember, 
we are your evidence-based practice and education source. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. <laughs>